You're listening to Miss Cleo singing I was wondering what the voice was and, and now I realize this is from the critically acclaimed, I imagine, film The Little Mermaid 2 yeah. Return to the Sea Yeah. So this must be the old little lobster singing He's a crab is he a crab? He's a crab. Oh, His name is Sebastian. Sebastian, you. the crab. Uh, this is Dan Hate the Beatles. I'm Dan Hate the Beatles. That's Josh. Hi. I like him. Uh, have you seen any Disney sequels? Like, the straight-to-video shit? Yeah, I've seen... I think I saw Aladdin 2. I think. Which was, of course, like all the Disney sequels, trash. Um, straight-to-video ones. Yeah. Um... You know, I've seen several Land Before Times. That's uh, not Disney. It's not? That's not Disney. That's uh, Don Bluth. Oh. I think Universal? All cartoons aren't Disney? All cartoons are not Disney. Iron Giant? Spir- not Disney. Spirited Away? Not Disney. Um, other ones that aren't Disney? Yeah. For this joke? Uh, yeah. Well, I think for the joke to be complete one of us would have to come up with some like really dirty one that's what i'm trying, I'm trying to and think then of really, i would say that is Disney. yeah i was trying to think of a dark one but i don't know um some bakshi shit i don't know what that means do you know who ralph bakshi is no oh he's a bakshi the banshees yes <laughs> he's the he's the uh He's the, he's Susie's Susie's uh, brother. Sushi's sushi. Uh, no, he put out a bunch of. You might actually appreciate him. He did a bunch of uh, animated movies. Um, oh. They're all like oh. sick and twisted, man. Oh. They say like dirty words and stuff. Nice. You see some boobs sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, heavy metal. He was involved. Well, okay. This is becoming another podcast. Uh. This podcast is where we explore the Beatles' uh, music repertoire, <laughs> and I try to convince Dan that they're good. Um, we've gone through all of their studio works. Mm-hmm. I think Dan has has found a new appreciation for some some of their work. I think that's fair, and I think that as we dip into the solo stuff, it's really just more and more of a goddamn anomaly. <laughs> And that's where we are now. We're, we're into the solo years, and and we're quickly discovering that they work together very well, mm-hmm. and apart, not so well. They're like uh, opposite Avengers from the first act of the first movie. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Did we cover the Plastic Ono Band album? I don't, I don't I, think so. I don't, can't remember because the, the first song is "Mother," and I feel like that's been like we definitely haven't touched on that, and that's really? been talked about uh, in the the group. Okay, about how it's supposedly going to just make us both weep. Well, that is what is chrono- chronologically next in the solo career. In the last episode, I think we were teasing some Ringo Starr, but I was working on a on a different site that was not giving me uh, proper chronological solo stuff, so. Um, apologies for all you Ringo heads who were expecting a lot of Ringo this episode. Um, he might get a little bit later, maybe not. We'll see. But we have a lot of McCartney and and, and Lennon in, in between. So, um, well, well, let's uh, well, let's jump into Ringo Ringoliers. Ringo, what? Ringonians? 
three Ringo circus. Ringo. I'm trying to think. Doing this on very little sleep isn't a good idea. Um, I'm trying to think of a name for their. Oh yeah. Uh, Ringo go. Let's. I just want to call him Parrot Heads because I feel like he should be Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Well, have you ever seen him and Jimmy Buffett in the same room together? No. Well, something to think about. There we go. Uh, all right, let's jump into Plastic Ono Band from John Lennon. This is the first track called Mother, a Danzig cover. <laughs> car horn in the back is not part of the album. Possible it could no okay here we go <laughs> talking over the God damn it I didn't know it was gonna happen saying anything funny about this song. <laughs> I don't have to. I guess. I want to. I kind of like this song so far. I like it fine. I want to know where this guy was for the past, like, three albums. <laughs> well, if anybody was going to have a decent solo career, it's probably going to be John, who's, some say, he's the, mo- the most talented Beatle. Shackled by McCartney, I'm sure. Reined in, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes literally shackled by McCartney. It's, it's tickling him with a... I don't know. I, sorry. It's going to be one of those episodes, guys. <laughs> Apparently, um, uh, John was uh, going through some uh, primal scream therapy Oh, right, right before this. You know who else is big on that is uh, Tears for Fears. Oh. Yeah. Didn't we have a um, Primal Scream scene in improv? Was that with... Who was it? No, no, you weren't there. No, that wasn't... I think? No, that was um, my Scrubs team. I was doing Primal Scream, but they kept whispering. So I was like... <laughs> I was like being mocked by them. Like he's, <laughs> comes here and whispers. <laughs> Um, oh, I like this song. Yeah, I, I I liked the real like guttural yells at the beginning. Primal, primal. Yeah, I was trying not to go directly there with one for one kind of stuff, but um, <laughs> my inclination is to say that I wish that would have continued for this song, but maybe that's not like the natural delivery of this you know Mm. 
Following the Beatles' breakup in April 1970, John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono, the visual artist, undertook primal therapy with the guidance of Arthur Genov for four weeks at his London offices before the three flew to Los Angeles to continue therapy for four months. Genov's therapy technique emphasized emotionally reliving repressed childhood traumas rather than analytical discussion. I got, I got there. It's about mother's cookies. That's the joke. You, I'm, I, I forgot where we were. <laughs> <laughs> Primal therapy. All right. <laughs> this is a uh, decent song. We're gonna stop it. Yeah. Um, but I like that. You like that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You're a fan. I told you you were a fan of John Lennon. You just you're, you're all of it. You're as Lennon repressed his childhood traumas. You're repressing your feelings I'm for free. for John Lennon. I'm free. All right, the song's called "Hold On." Hold on, Wilson Phillips, right? Yep, Wilson Phillips cover. Were they all using the same tremolo? Tremolo? Tremolo. Uh, ear. At the... I mean, tremolo's probably having a, a big uh, popularity boost, and people were... I mean, maybe it was just discovered. Maybe. I don't know. No, I, mean, I feel like there's like a four-for-one sale at the Guitar Center or something. Maybe Phil Spector was <laughs> all about it. Since he's producing all these yeah. in between his offloading some pedals in his, his trunk, yeah. Yeah. buy it. You buy it. I'll put the wig on. I need to uh, make room in my trunk for a certain something. So uh, have these tremolo pedals, please. Wait, I don't need the room quite yet, but I feel the urge. Phil Spector would be a great Paul F. Tompkins character. Yeah, Cookie. You called it. Told you. Did you just say cookie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> how how out of character would it be <laughs> if, if it really were about mother's cookies? I don't know. I'm not I don't actually think it is, but like <laughs> I think it is. Um Ringo Starr's playing some drums on this, by the way, so are you are you uh, parrot heads? Are getting some <laughs> some Ringo in this episode? I really like that. All right, that's a short song. I like that one too. Yeah, fine. You would. Okay. Well, let's see how track number three goes. I found out the prequel to "It Wasn't Me" <laughs> from from Shaggy. She is so heavy. Mother, mysteri- Mother Superior. Yeah, Jump the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, this is... It's a lot of B-sides. B-sides for one single. <laughs> See the joke? It's, it's, it's not... Okay. Yeah. See, my sense of reality in terms of these god-awful people is really messed up now because P. 
people we, we were sharing some Paul McCartney videos on the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and now I'm just picturing like what would this song be as a Paul McCartney video, and it's the pile of garbage. It's just like him and Linda like dancing around top hats. And- I'm gonna just decide that I like this song because why not? Hmm. I don't care for it too much. Okay, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna stop after. Okay, we're starting. Um, yeah, that's not for me. I don't hate it, but... Yeah, I... You love it, though. It's my favorite. Yeah. Working Class Hero is the next song. Mm. Bruce Springsteen song, probably. I forgot this was a thing. As soon as you're born, they make you feel small. By giving you no time instead of it all. Is this an actual. Is this a Lennon or actually Springsteen? No, it's. The Springsteen was a joke. Okay. Springsteen was probably just like 10 years old at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I should have figured that out. Or like 15. They hurt you at home and they hit you at school. They hate you if you're clever and they despise a fool. I'd like this song a lot more if I didn't suspect that he was writing this song about himself. Till you're so fucking crazy. <gasps> you he said the fuck word. F bomb. Sorry, Josh's mom. A working class hero is something to be. So John Lennon invented the fuck I feel like the George Harrison album kind of like coughed in this album's direction and gave it whatever it had in terms of like bland 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 flu, the bland flu. Mm-hmm. Blandiosis. Blandkitis. Ooh, I like that one. Blanch, blanch. Okay. All right, that's enough of that. Um, fine. Acoustic little number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the message. You know, I consider myself working class hero. Working class hero. Well, it's something to be. I'm a fan of the working class, the proletariat. I like robots. Yeah? Yeah. Taking our jabs. Yeah. I uh, I embrace our uh, our new robotic overlords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I am using an iPad, a computer. Mm-hmm. Basically, robots now. Right. Well, and I'm just an algorithm that you created. I'm just a dream inside of a turtle's eye <laughs> isolation right, Stephen King <laughs> <laughs> next song's called isolation we'll see if it's any good Probably. 
gun at me Don't they know we're so afraid Well, that's our show. I'd like to thank John Lennon for hosting. And uh, Chris Evans, thanks for making that cameo in that one sketch. Uh, and uh, Honey Boo Boo, thanks for performing. Thank you. It's been really great to be here in New York, hanging out with these people. Uh, thank you. Good night. I'm guessing that was an SNL thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I like the music here. I like the piano. I like the chord progression. Yeah, well, you would. I like I like good things. It's it's. Yeah, it's it really is. It's like the it's like the John Lennon version of that George Harrison album. It's like okay, some standout moments, but mostly it's just like okay, no one's certainly most improved. I think this is better. That is. This is the best single album. Maybe I mean McCartney in the world, ever. McCartney's in the was was pretty good, but it's so far, and this isn't anything great. But it's like the best of the solo albums so far. I think it's it's. I agree with you, but I I, I don't think that that means that it's like a really really great album. Well, yeah. I think the other ones are just kind of like. Yeah, just like a cold fart. And yeah, preface cover, that. You know? with, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything special so far, but I but think, I, do, I, I think you can hear this man knows what he's doing. He has a he, John he has a command on 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 the music here. He's not like fishing for. He's not like finding a. He's like he knows what he's doing. If that's what it feels like to me. Well, maybe like while he was recording all that garbage of him and Yoko yelling at each other. He was actually writing these songs. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, that was the end of side one. Beginning of side two is Remember. It's the first, or the first track is called Remember, so let's take a listen here. Remember. <laughs> Can't help it, can you? You see me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see you. <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> Thinking it'd be great if this was basically imagined, but just remember. <laughs> remember all the people. <laughs> it didn't work. Okay, let's try a different one. Are you getting any Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two vibes? Yes. Yes. Are you? Um getting any uh remember we remember we used to do uh like rebuttals getting any, oh like, um, you know i haven't i haven't been uh, any of these songs reminding you of like oh this sounds like this which was done later on i think it's probably good that my brain has stopped doing that like at least all the time 
it does occasionally. Like, this one has that uh, association in my head with uh, whatever that song is that starts Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. Uh, I'm tired, everyone. Uh-huh. Um, I think this... Staccato. Staccato, yes. That's a thing. That's a thing. I think this is just... It's very of its time. I think they all are, in a way. True. I think this one kind of, like... I've been trying to figure out a way to, like, articulate what I'm feeling about this. It's like... You have... Everything that we know about John Lennon as a Beatle and all that that can mean or does mean. And then you have the, ooh, the experimental garbage that he did with uh, Japanese visual artist Yoko Ono. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be like a pendulum swing in a completely other direction. And then this is like, oh, we can still do music. Yeah. The way that you would expect it. And I think that that's... I think it does a lot of positive things for this album. In terms of just me listening to it. And, like, there's part of me that that is very aware that at any moment it can just turn into someone, you know, washing dishes and, you know, watching cartoons. I don't know. I don't know, like, what... Does that make sense? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. Um, song is reminding me of the film Magnolia from Paul Thomas Anderson, which maybe means it's reminds me of Amy Mann. I don't know. Hmm. I like the song. We're going to stop. Okay. Uh, love is the next song. I think he might have been the first person to write about love. <coughs> A music form. Mm-hmm. Come on. Get to the song. possibly go there feeling love love. fool wanting (gasps) Wanting love oh you never know where he's gonna go devil yeah touch Touch my bun (laughs) ah he went back to the original yeah okay Reaching love. Reaching heights of... Reaching love. <sighs> okay, so what's this twist going to be? This is terrible. Is asking. asking. Asking for love. To be loved. No, I forgot that's the pattern. Wanting to be loved. Okay. Okay, here we go. 
feel like we're doing a word search. He was love. <laughs> oh, okay. We're in a love is apple. Knowing. Knowing love. What is love? We can be. Damn it. He's too smart for us. Love is free. Love is free. Free is love. Free to love. I want to get one free. Free to be you and me. Have you seen that shit? Mm-mm. You should. To be loved. Shit. What's the next one? To be loved. To be loved. Here we go. Yeah. I did it! Crack the I code. solved the puzzle! And that's it? <laughs> Is that... <laughs> oh. Actually, there's like several more s- minute left, but it... I think it's just going to be some soft piano. All right, we're stopping. We figured you out, buddy. <laughs> we're on to you. Uh, well, well, well is the next song of this title. You know what I mean. Yeah. song really yeah it's like a it's definitely got a um, black keys vibe so if you some black keys you'll get this vibe for some some of their songs I feel like it's getting somewhere and I just want it to get there I'm not enjoying this part of it enjoy the ride baby fuck the ride I want it now you gotta hey it's not I'm about just Veruca Salt right now you're the foreplay is the best part, man. Mm. You gotta have your toes sucked. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, I don't do that. No. <laughs> I should stop. <laughs> I know, but it's like... <laughs> damn it. Okay, yeah, we should stop. <laughs> no, say it. We're censored by nobody. <laughs> I was just, okay, so I was just thinking that the joke would be if we... <laughs> Just let out like all sorts of very, very not normal things as foreplay, like you know, a little bloodletting, <laughs> yeah, paper cuts in between yeah. the toes, yeah, some stinging nettles. <laughs> the internet's a dark place. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Jesus, I'm broken now just by that. <laughs> I like how it's picked up here. Yeah. Now, I think 
I think I know where this is going. Just gonna be this. Primal Screaming. I think the song before it didn't put me in a good place to be receptive for this. Because under normal circumstances, I think I would enjoy this. But that previous song was a fucking pile of shit. I like this song. This might be one that I'll listen to after this. So the reason I know I, I this this is featured on the uh, film The Departed, where they're like listening to this song like in the scene. Thanks for spoiling the movie. Josh. Um, and I was like, "What is that screaming going on?" I was like, "That must be like the Clash or something or something." You know, just, I just my mind went to some punk shit, but it was just little did I know it's John Lennon. Inventing punk. Inventing, inventing screamo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> inventing primal screen therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be curious to listen to this song again on its own, because I think... I think I'm okay with the structure of this and where it goes. I just that first part was very, very hard after the <laughs> other song, because that song was terrible. <laughs> Okay. So, one of the lines of the song refers to Yoko Ono as, quote, she looked so beautiful I could eat her, end quote. Music critic critic Wilfred Mellers interprets this line as evidence of a cannibalistic impulse of the song. However, critic Johnny Rogan believes it's more likely simply a reference to oral sex. Or, as Josh Garcia says, it's just a fucking line that's just how you describe somebody looking cute. It's like, oh, you're, you're so cute, I could just eat you up. Doesn't mean I'm thinking about eating the bush or, or eating her literally as a cannibal. Or, as Dan of Dan Hates the Beatles says, well, why don't you? Why don't I what? Eater. Well, but I'm talking to John about Yoko. I was kind of, I was the 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 dipshit in my head that sometimes <laughs> lets himself out for this podcast. Well, well, well. <laughs> really wants what really wanted one of the reviewers or something. Someone to be like, well, why didn't you? Why eat didn't her? you eat her? <laughs> You're a liar. You know, I have I have two cats. One of them's Lucy, and she's a little cute. Fluff ball, and sometimes I just squeeze her. I'm like, I just want to eat you because you're so cute. You, yeah. you still have the evidence. Yeah, I'll have forever. Sometimes I'll pretend to eat her because she's so cute, but doesn't mean I want to actually. Well, it's not about what she likes. <laughs> um, that's why. That's why you own another another sentient being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like that song. I, feel like I, want to bl- I think I probably like that. I want to like blast that in like my car, my new Mini Cooper yeah. that I just bought. But I I do like the little Mini Cooper. I like I like I've always liked them. When playing Mario Kart, I I always got a uh, uh uh what's his name Toad. Mm. That's my go to Mario Kart character. Yoshi uh, and I would, Yoshi all the way. Yeah, I would get the Mini Beast. Uh, so I feel like the Mini Cooper is like the Mini Beast, which is what the one of the cars that he drives. 
Do you feel like now you have to like throw things at people when you drive that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a, a sack of banana peels in my nice. in my car. A um, couple of turtle shells, you know. The turtles are still in them, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the next song's called "Look at Me." Yeah, basically, that's basically the, oh, the don't, career. Don't start. <laughs> okay. I know statistically it's only possible for this song to be in one Wes Anderson movie, but I feel like it's in every Wes Anderson movie. Do you like Wes Anderson movies? No. No? Well, not like as a default. <laughs> I feel like there's things I like about him, but I, it's that it's that place where I feel like it's like it's playing a joke on people who don't like it. Like his, for instance, something about his movies don't feel like they're like inviting new people along. It's very like in jokey and very like like it's made to laugh at the people who aren't laughing at the jokes. Hmm. Interesting. Have you seen many of his films? I haven't seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that. No, I've seen, uh, I saw, I, I love Rushmore. Yeah. I really, really like Rushmore. I, don't like, I like Rushmore a lot. Um, I think we all relate to that kid in our own way, you know? Um, I like Bottle Rocket a lot. And I feel like there's another one I saw that I like. Um, the one with Gene Hackman that I can't think of the name, uh, the... Fabulous the Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tam Bombs. Yeah, that's the that was the movie that I really felt that like kind of passive aggressive, almost mean nature towards it. I felt like it was like I don't know. I like I I got it. I I think I got what was going on, but I there's like this underlying meanness to it of like. Yeah, maybe you're too stupid to really get what's going on here. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen that in a while, but that I didn't like that one, and I I definitely know what you're saying because there, there definitely seems to be any director that has like such a unique aesthetic or feel. Yeah, then like he kind of be, like creates this club, and then like you're they're in or out. Yeah, and I'm not in it because I didn't like I don't I didn't like the Royal Tenenbaums. I didn't like uh, the 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 Steve Zazu underwater mm-hmm. Bill Murray one. I'm su- apparently uh, supposed to really love that because it's got a bunch of Bowie songs in it. Mm. But you know how well I do when someone tells me that I'm supposed to, yeah. that I, you know, oh, you'll love this. Be like, yeah, probably not. I did love Rushmore. I think I saw Bottle Rocket once and I, uh, I think I liked it. I didn't love it back in the day, but I, I was going to suggest, I was going to do the thing of, like, I think you might like, mm-hmm. but maybe I shouldn't. But, I, I might accept But uh, Moonrise that. Kingdom is, I think it's become my favorite of his movies. Um, and it's really good. And it just, is, it has this, I think, the opposite of the Royal Tenenbaums, where there's this, this air of innocence, because yeah. it's all about kids. Like, the, the main characters are, are these kids. 
See, and, I might like that. And like, it's just this very wholesome, nice, cool thing. Um, and I really like that. That movie it was really nice. So. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe that thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's funny because everyone that I've talked to, with, talked with about this, even people who love his movies and love Royal Tenenbaums, are like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, and it does exist. Yeah. And I think just once I caught it, I got I got a real strong whiff of that on Royal Tannenbaum's, which I think is kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. But after that, it's just like anytime I get too much of that from him, like no, I'm out. I can't. I'm not here to be like poked at. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's weird because I like mean things. It's a weird thing for me. I don't know why it. Does what it does. But. Have you considered meeting Wes Anderson in real life and then beating him up? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Maybe that'll. I don't know. I like that. I don't know how, but maybe that'll solve some kind of problem if you just bully him and beat him up. Primal beating therapy. Yes. Nice. Uh, well, that song was um, forgettable. Um, that was there was a song. Yeah. Okay. I think the song works as a good soundtrack to conversations about movies. About Wes Anderson movies? Other than that, it's not really a <laughs> Next song. Next time you have a conversation about a Wes Anderson movie or Play Look career, at Me. Play Look at Me and do it in a Panera. Yeah. Panera Bread. Pan- yeah. By the way. God is the next song. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What an asshole. <laughs> All right, John, we were uh, just, uh, we need another track. We were just thinking if you could uh, just sing Mother, but replace Mother with God. By which we measure our pain. <laughs> Shut up. Is a concept by which we measure our pain. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> John Lennon fucking mansplaining atheism to everybody. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe back then in 1970, this was a uh, a big a big thing. It wasn't. No. Okay. I mean, it was a big thing for people to write these fucking god awful songs explaining the concept of not believing in God to people, as though it's like the first they're the first person to stumble upon it. Yeah. Well, 
I think there are two types of songs when it comes to lyrics. One is you're sending a message. Yeah. And the other is I'm just describing how I feel. So this might be a how I feel song that you're interpreting as he's sending a message which you're you react harshly to. Well, no, it's just it, it it's that like okay fine just shut you can write the song. You can write the song to go through the, the the motions, the feeling of like, yay! I discovered this thing, and I I know that feeling. Like we've 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 all kind of been there in some way. But then like, you can write the thing, but you don't necessarily need to share it because this is not a new idea. How? Do, well, maybe back then it was, my friend. I no, it wasn't. I don't think it was. I mean, you, you're saying this after 30, 40, 50 years of hearing music, and now you're hearing this for the first time, but he was there first. I'm not 50 years old. <laughs> but you're hearing <laughs> music from the 70s yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to 2020, which is 50 years. Which is, I mean, you're hearing music before that, too, but this is when the song came out. I don't know. I just. Either way, this song's fine. I don't. It's, it's it's not musically. It's it's not moving me much. So I just feel like I'm listening to someone talk about like how they do CrossFit and how it's just like yeah. Have you heard of CrossFit? Yeah, I've heard of CrossFit. You should really try it sometime. I don't want to try it. Well, what we do with CrossFit is we don't really care. But I know what you do with CrossFit. We just you know we set a timer and then we just I I know that you do that. Well, we set a timer and then our coach yells at us and we try to lift as much as possible in that amount of time without regards to the form. Yes, I know that's how you injure yourself. That's I don't want to do that. Well, no, I haven't. Go- well, I've gotten injured a couple times, but you should. Come with it i'm not gonna come with you you know you're right that's tedious and yeah yeah all right well the last song is called my mummy's dead already you're having a reaction just a visceral reaction just to the name of the song don't judge a book by its cover daniel it better be about a fucking mummy <laughs> <laughs> It's Brendan Fraser. If it's not about a mummy, I'm pissed. <laughs> okay. My mummy's dead. Sure, why not? It's, it's fucking. It's a brilliant album. It's a journey. Um, it's mummy's uncovering a wound, and we all get to look at it and poke at it together. And it's that's all. That was a less than a minute song. Sharing the process of grieving and of pain through song and dance. Well, that was it. That was the album. I love it. What do you think about it, Daniel? I think it's great. <laughs> Well, it affected you because you're angry now. You're angry at a dead man. That's nothing. There's nothing new about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you can rub it in his face that you're alive and he's dead. Will that help you? I do that every day. Every day when I will I think it's up, t- I think it's time for some role playing. I yell outside my window, like, I'm still here, John. <laughs> Dan, it's me. It's John. I'm still here. Okay, well. You know right. who isn't? Who? You. That's right. Neither is my mummy. She's dead. That's right. Your mummy's dead. I wrote a song about it. Did it's, you hear it? It's kind of almost, it's not very good. What did you think of uh, my love song? Which one? The love is. Oh, that one? Boots, That's fucking is love. tangled mess of like. Oh, I hear you're using the word fucking. I did know I admitted that for it. You did. And I, you know what? I owe you a lot of royalties. Yes. <laughs> it's on me, mate. I don't know. It's, All right, I gotta go. Bye. Okay, bye. I, uh, well, you know that song for me wasn't anything special, uh, but I do. I, it did give me the "Well, Well, Well" song, which I really like. So, um, it as an album, it has moments. It has it has some really good moments, but then there's there's the rest of the album. Mm. Okay. Well, that's most albums. All right. Let's see. It started out. My mommy's <laughs> dead. Um, Let's move on. That, that's what it was. It is what it is. I I still think it's the strongest of the. Critics would agree. They, they they really liked that album when it came out. So, I, and I guess um, having a negative visceral reaction to some of it. That's. <laughs> That's not that's our dolphin. That's, a pet, that's my pet dolphin. Heal. <laughs> Let me just turn my sound off on my phone before we record. Um, oh, having a strong negative reaction to some of it is, I think, more fun and welcome than you know, just kind of forgetting that I'm listening to an album halfway through the George Harrison triple album, you know, planned fast. Man, I really wonder what John Lennon would be like today if he were alive. I wonder what he would would have become. Would he have performed in the Super Bowl halftime by now? No. Really? No way. Not John. Paul, for sure. In the, oh, it, yeah. And has he? Let's just say he has. Why not? But um, I think John would have stuck to his guns. I don't know. Because he, he was always a prick. Yeah, but so like I, pricks don't just like all of a sudden become not pricks. But that means he would have had to make it through the eighties like untouched, because the eighties were a dark time for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, even my precious Bowie was like that's that's some troubling time. Sure, um, but like, I mean, you know, Bob Dylan was, I think, less of a prick than John, still a, kind of a prick in his own sense, and he, like, straight up didn't... Ex- he wasn't there to accept his fucking... What is it, a Nobel Prize or some kind of award? Some It was a big reward that he was just like... Well, but that's because he... But he kind of ruined himself by d- going in that direction. He did actually have some songs in the 80s. He had one called... Has anybody... You know what? Fuck it. That's my rebuttal. It's uh, I think it says, anybody seen my girl? It's terrible. Well, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have. I'm not saying John. I don't mean musically. I mean just as a person. Like I don't. He would have to. What would he do? I don't know. I bet he'd like. He'd probably just like write novels or something. Maybe. Or All maybe right. could like connect with some film asshole. 
But it'd also be cool to like. I mean, I don't know if he'd be, he probably still wouldn't be making music, to be honest. He probably would have given up music at this point. But you know what? I bet he'd be Lou Reed. I mean, I don't know what that means. He would marry Laurie Anderson, and he would do an album with Metallica that nobody wants to listen to. Metallica. Uh, yeah, I bet he would just he'd just like tour with Neil Young and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, probably won't get too deep into this album, um, but next in the timeline is McCartney's Ram. Apparently some strong feelings about this one, I think. Okay, let's jump in. This is the first song. It's called Too Many People. Ooh, he's having fun with that delay. I'm liking it so far. Me too. Now I'm not logging in anymore. I'm not bothered by it. I do feel like Oh, this is about uh, John Oh Yeah Took your lucky break and broke it in two Yeah Paul McCartney's still writing fucking songs about being in the Beatles and the Beatles breaking up and shit. Is he? Yeah. I feel like there's there should be a time limit on that. Like, right around this time when this album came out, like, that's that's fine. It's still on people's minds. But, like, <coughs> like Ringo and Paul, there's, there's songs that they put out, like, in the past, I don't know, like, ten years or so that are still... It's like it's cool. it, it's like they're 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 looking right at the audience and just being like, I know what you're here for. Or that, or he just hasn't gone to primal scream therapy and there you go and sorted that trauma out. There so it it's is. still bugging him. Um, you want to keep listening? Okay, to this now song? I'm bored with it. Okay, we'll stop. Yeah. Um. Certain parts of that song musically for me are fine. Other parts, mm, I think, not so much. So yeah, I think I like the production of it, but not necessarily the song. Interesting. Three legs is the next song. <laughs> About a man with a big penis. I don't know about you, but I'm listening to this as though it is about a man with a giant penis. Will my love love me And I think the deal that I'm ready to make with this song is that if it never contradicts that directly, I'm I'm in. Yeah? Yeah. 
So this is... Oh, so there's more John. Or... Because I, I was about to say, McCartney writes songs sometimes about nothing at all. Like, there's a man walking with legs yeah. and blah, 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 yeah. and a dog's there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But now he's sneaking in some, I think, probably shots at John. On its release, Ram was poorly received by music critics. McCartney was particularly hurt by the harsh reviews, especially as it attempted to address the points raised in the criticism of his earlier album uh, by adopting a more professional approach this time around. In his review for Rolling Stone, John Landau called Ram incredibly inconsequential and monumentally irrelevant. Um... There's some interesting things going on production-wise. I mean, by interesting, I mean that, like, it's clear that some thought was put into it. Uh, um, I'm done with this song. I'm stopping. Yeah. Um, yeah? I, I mean, it's just, this is such a pile of shit time for music. So, I feel like I've, you, you or me or both have said this sentiment, um, this Nothing's is, happening. This is back. Yeah, this is back to the uh, the review. He's um, he said he exposes McCartney as having benefited immensely from collaboration with the Beatles, particularly John Lennon, who held the reins in on McCartney's cutesy pie, florid attempts at punk rock music. Yeah, and kept him from going off the deep end that leads to an album as emotionally vacuous as Ram. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Somebody compared it to watching someone juggle five guitars. It's fairly impressive, but you keep wondering why he bothers. <laughs> that explains Paul McCartney's entire career to me. So that's the thing. I think, yeah, for some reason, McCartney just doesn't have that edge to him, that poetic edge of like speaking to something real and like doing something like honest or raw. I feel like he's the guy in the in the group, like in the like the. Th- the theater group or something it's just like i just want to be a, i just i want i just want to make it yeah i just want to be a star yeah and like if you surround that person with the right people then those people can be like cool we're going to use that energy and we're going to latch like our more interesting artistic shit on top of it and we can do some really cool stuff yeah but outside of that group it's just it's just someone it's just it's <laughs> shit it's just say it. You, you might need to edit this. <laughs> it's just Hillary Clinton running for president. <laughs> we got ourselves a birdie, bro. <laughs> I mean, the, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's move on. Hey, let's ram on. Which is the next song? Uh, please vote for whoever is the whoever's the nominee. nominee. <laughs> Just fucking vote for him. For the love of God. Let's see if the critics are right. Let's see if it's emotionally vacuous. Take one. Okay. We have a ukulele.
Granny songs went on a fucking cruise. Something new needs to happen very soon. I like this one I think I actually like legitimately really like this song what are you digging about it and so I I was playing a game when we started listening to it with myself that I've you know I've played with my own music from time to time (laughs) which was um, I'm listening to it and like acknowledging when my brain goes I need something new now or I need something to change or something like that and every time I felt that impulse he gave me that Hmm. so and it's the first time I remember I could be wrong but it's the first time I remember like being able to play that game with this motherfucker's music. I don't know what he's talking about. If yeah. I don't care, I like it. I, I mean, like I that like song too. If I think if someone were to play that song for me and say, "Hey, this is Modest Mouse" or whatever, I I would listen to it and I would probably say, "Okay, that's an interesting direction for them." I, uh, the only thing that makes me hesitant about saying that I actually really like it is that it's fucking Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you like about it? I I like the the different yeah the different turns that it took, mm-hmm. and they all again this is the ineffable part for me, but they all sounded good to me. I, I they, it resonated with me musically. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like this. This is like fun, or this is catchy, or this is cool and um yeah all the all the different changes together as a whole yeah i I enjoyed that song Mm -hmm. i could have kept listening i was kind of sad that it ended yeah all the changes made sense yeah all right mccartney we see you we see you dear boy which is the title of the next song dear boy (laughs) not deer as in the animal (laughs) so ram dear boy no (laughs) dear boy and ram girl You know, you can throw all the flange and all the fucking reverb you want at a granny song. It's still a goddamn granny song. I don't think this is a granny song. This is too minor key to be a granny song. 
Because it was. I bet it's going to brighten up. I'm on to this guy. Thinking about it. He's, he's, it's going to happen. However, I will admit that my default place on Paul's granny music isn't necessarily dislike. I just think he does it too much. Hmm. Sort of feeling bad for him. Thinking he's, like he's that. Fine. Oh, yeah, I guess he's fine. Where it's like, but. Especially for when this came out, you know, Beale's breakup, he releases McCartney, and their critics are like, this is just like empty and this is not. And he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to. He does it. He releases a second album, puts his heart and soul into it, which I assume he does. I don't know if he actually does. I think he puts as much of a heart and soul that he has into it. And then they just shit on it again and are like, you're nothing without, without Lennon. And so I was just like, oh, that must, that must have hurt that guy. And he's also kind of the guy who's probably thin-skinned, and or as like John's probably more like fuck mm-hmm. off, Whatever. you know? Yeah, yeah. McCartney's part like takes it seriously, takes it to heart. And Ringo just wants a piece of any any of it. Just someone, please pay attention. Well, with Ringo, he gets like a okay, good, yay, yeah, good job. He pressed record. That was yeah, you know, you didn't hurt yourself. <laughs> so they give him like yeah, that was good that job. was good. Good yeah. job for you. It was good. Uh, I have a weird feeling about that song. Yeah. It it feels like it's unsettled, but I guess as I say that, I realize that maybe, duh, that might be the point. Duh. I mean, again, the, I like the production. I don't know. Okay. He's well, tiring, kind of. Let's, um, we're going to skip, um couple of songs and if we skip one that you love let us know and we'll go back to it but uh, what do you got what are some titles monk berry moon delight <laughs> i mean that's what <laughs> i jumped to yeah yeah <laughs> this does not sound like it's going to go in a good direction this is mccartney in costume for this music video yeah He's, this is another one of those things that I'm not really sure how to articulate it, but it's like he he has this habit of like trying really, really hard to sound like a badass. Yeah. It's like, dude, we know who you are. All right, we're stopping this. Yeah. Um. We'll go back one track to Heart of the Country since it's the first song of side two. And we'll see if that's any good. I look high, I look low. Now this is great. Mm. It's been too long. I forgot. Flower drip. 
makes such nice music. Miss Harrison, is that you? Or is that her no, neighbor? It's a slight variation. <laughs> oh, you sound like a Miss Harrison. Hi, who? George Harrison's mother. I've never heard of her. Oh, he was in a band with this fellow. Who's that? Uh, the, the, you're listening to Paul McCartney. Oh, he sounds so nice. Yeah, you like would that? Would you like some pie? Yes, I would. It's, out, it's cooling on my window. So oh, that's nice. Would you like to come bring it to me? Okay. Okay, and I'll cut it for you. Okay. And then I'll chew it up and I'll spit it in my mouth like yeah, a baby uh, bird. Okay. All right, sorry. Bye. Bye. We're going gonna to stop this song. Uh, well, let's go back another track. F, F it. Um, <laughs> I love when you do this to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, because now I want to see... So that's how we started the side two. Now I want to yeah. see how we ended side yeah. one, which is a song called Smile Away. I'm off on you. I know. <laughs> one, two, three, four. It's <laughs> the first time anyone's counted to, to the song. <laughs> Uh, it's, it sounds like a wedding band that they're really they really really want to get the crowd excited. It sounds like a band from a fiction like a like a TV show or a movie. Yeah, it's like okay, let's just this scene is there's a a band at the high school dance and um, we'll just get Johnny from like the music department uh, just to like can you just whip up a song like yeah, real, real yeah. quick. And then Johnny's like, why isn't everybody getting into this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're stopping. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it. So it, it, it is, it's from what I can tell, really well produced, but everything sounds like a put on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that song we really liked, Ram On, there's a reprise. Oh, no. A short reprise, so... Let's see if we can't just gonna ruin, ruin the song He's for us. Ruin it. <laughs> I'm sure it's just instrumental shit. He's gonna ruin it. Sounds like uh. Oh, there's a, a gorilla song that sounds like. We didn't, we didn't need this. Didn't need it. That's probably, oh, shit. It's like he knew, like, oh, this is my best song on the album. Let me just bring it back. It was better as that moment. Mm-hmm. Now I fucking... It's right. Yeah. That's... McCartney invented another Beatles invention. He invented the, re- the reboot. He takes something you love and from before, and then he does it again and ruins it. Which, by the way, I saw uh, Little Women in the theaters the- yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. Very delightful mm-hmm. movie. Um, kind of makes me want to have daughters. But um, in the previews, there's yet another Ghostbusters movie coming out. Oh, yeah, with the... The, the kid from Stranger Things. 
Uh, yeah, that's okay. That one. And but it's like, is Dan Aykroyd in it? I don't know. It was like more of a teaser than right. a full-on trailer, but but it's basically of the same Ghostbusters from the '80s universe. Okay. And I didn't see the female reboot. I don't know if that's still in the same universe or just a completely different universe. Excuse me, you didn't see that. I did not see it. Um, I you're apologize. Sexist. Yes, I am. Um, no, I'm not. But I just didn't see. I, <laughs> I I just don't like bad movies. I already knew that was gonna be a bad movie. How dare you? Uh, but. From what I can gather, the female reboot seems to be in its own universe, kind of like the ultimate universe from Marvel or something, where it's like, I don't think, like, what, did you see it? Of course, yeah. of course I saw it. What are you no, talking you, about? No, you did it. I saw it and I loved every minute of it. No, you did it. It's my favorite movie. It's, but, and I might be wrong, but it seems like the female is just like a like a completely new one, where wherein Dan Aykroyd and gang don't exist in that universe. Right. And I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, then that's fine. It's fine. I've... But if I'm not, and that's the case, this new one is like, because you know, there's a big uproar about the female reboot from yeah. these fuck, fucking fuck hit boys are like, oh, taking my precious yeah, kids. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. These fucking incels, or I, I don't know who they are. Um, but uh, it seems like this movie is like made by one of those where it's like, we're going to make another fucking Ghostbusters movie and just fucking... We're going to ign- do it right. We're going to ignore the whole female reboot. like so and stupid. Because, like, in this new one, the kids, like, discover, like, basically all the old 80s... Like, the, the characters... Like, Dan Aykroyd's, like, somebody's grandpa in this movie. Right. So it's, like, it still exists in this canon universe, and they're, like... It's just funny how they're just, like... Fuck that female reboot. We're gonna sh- we're gonna do a reboot and a remake and make it right. I don't know the re- the reaction to that kind of stuff in both directions. The extreme reaction in both directions is so absurd to me. Yeah, like the and people are still making videos on YouTube about how upset they are about the fucking Last Jedi <clears throat> and how it's a social justice warrior, Mary Sue, whatever. It's like it can just be a movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I guess you could also see that a movie has maybe defaulted a little bit to a direction of like, yeah, why not have a female lead character, you know? Yeah. And still like watch it as a movie. Yeah. But then there's the other side of it where it's just like there, there, there were people who when that's the time when that Ghostbusters came out, who were actually saying like, well, if. You're, if you don't watch it and think it's great, then you you are sexist. When it's it is a, it's a not a good movie. Probably not. Yeah. Well, oh, there's so many things to unpack here. One is let's and we're we're very we're we're the perfect people to unpack yes. This. Um, <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Those are hard to come by. Um, that's not true. Um, Okay, so I think the one criticism of a thing of like we're going to deliberately deliberately put a female lead and people their reaction the 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 part they get mad about if it's this one thing which is like you should just be making art and and making your own truthful art and when you deliberately deliberately do this thing you're not being organic anymore you're trying to force something whatever which is, I'm all for organic art, but because we live in the society that we live in, 
if nobody deliberately puts right people of color or women or something, then it'll just never get done because we live in a a white male dominated society. Mm-hmm. And so I'm okay with people deliberately doing it just so kids growing up can see the representation and young people can see the representation and and even young white kids can see the representation and be like, oh, when, when I'm a CEO or whatever, I can, totally. I, I don't know. Well, and, and I've, uh, to be honest, that's something as a white male myself, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I've learned just kind of go like, not, not, I don't have any access to what that feels like. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to take people's word for it that it that it matters right but there are times when and it's very very rarely in fact i can't think of a i can't think of one specifically where if it's just like over the top ham-fisted and if it there are times i can imagine when it can get when it just when it can get in the way but i i think that's not very often. Yeah, and of course that happens, and then, and um, and when it does, uh, I don't know. There, there, there tends to be some some white people, and like, there's like this novel called like I think American Dirt, and it's written by a white woman, but it's mm. about like a Mexican immigrant. So it's just like, okay, I get what you're. I guess what you're trying to do is there's, I guess there's a there's a a slice of like, good for you for, but it's like. Well, probably not a good time to well, do that. Well, it's like, hey, publishers, how about yeah. you pick a Mexican yeah. writer yeah. or a, a Latinx writer to do this rather than this is your attempt at this and it comes yeah. over as like ham fisted and like dumb mm-hmm. and forced ones because it sort of is when you have. Anyway. Um, well, yeah. It, it, things that feel, I guess, at the end of the day, we experience things the way we experience them. And if if you are experiencing something as feeling a certain way, then that's the way it feels. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's the job of everybody who was involved in making all of this stuff to keep all of those moving pieces in mind. You know, um, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a place where I'm just like, I don't know. Just tell me what you need. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the, the other thing, um, the other part of this bigger discussion is, is this discussion of, when somebody makes something, an art thing, it's if it's a song or a movie, there's this weird thing of ownership where mm. this guy who makes the YouTube video about how pissed he is about The Last Jedi, mm. does he have the right to do that? Of course, and this is all stupid, innocent argument because nobody's like going to jail or anything. But Not yet. in the realm of this, does this guy... Like, does he have is, – is this beef even, like, legitimate enough to, to be watched or given any kind of credibility? Because he's just a fucking fan. Like, if you – like, you're not the artist. You're, you're nothing to do. But I guess there's this thing of, of ownership. Like, when they make Star Wars mm-hmm. and it's it's for the people right. and they buy the tickets to see it, is it theirs now? Or, like, can they – can they talk shit about the sequel or the movie later on? Or can like the David Bowie fan be like, Hey, this thing that you did over there as your, as your fan, I think it's shit. And I'm mad at you for this. Like, and I, I don't know the answer to that. It's, it's a weird thing because it's like the art is 
it's not in a vacuum. It's it's not just you. You don't just write it and listen to it. You're just like you put it out there for others, right? To and that's what you. That's what the artist. I imagine that's it's like a, almost a two way relationship, almost. And so, yeah. how much freedom does the listener or the watcher, or the viewer, have to like? Shh. I mean, they're going to react to it. That's that's just natural. But then, is it quote unquote right for them to? Like, how far can they take it before it's like, okay, dude, chill out. Like, this isn't yours. Or is it theirs? I think that's part of the relationship, is that you... The artist makes the thing knowing that at some point it goes out in the world and they don't have any control over it. Mm -hmm. And then the person who, for lack of a better term, consumes the art in in all sorts of ways, um, they're certainly free to react however they react. But at some point... You, you know, it's it's like when someone complains about <laughs> when some asshole complains about like I I'm just upset that I can't say the n word. I mean, nobody actually says it like that, but well, some that's people what do. But that's essentially that's what all they're, they're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the argument to that is like, well, no, you can, but we're gonna respond. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's no one's saying you can't. We're just saying yep probably shouldn't yeah because and, and you're what gonna they, be met with this response and what they're saying is i'm mad that i can't say the n-word with impunity like without right. without people telling me that i'm bad right and that's so, what i want yeah, yeah yeah so i think it's like it's sort of like a i think it's like a version of that where it's just like well yeah you you're gonna specifically with the last jedi response it's like it's a it's not a perfect movie and it's not a perfect Star Wars movie, but it's a good movie. Like, <laughs> but that's not it's the argu- well made. That's not the argument we're having. I know, but but that's that. This is the this is the weird thing is that like you th- these people get into this place where they're they're saying like, oh, it's it's unwatchable. Like they they'll they'll make these these really really blanket absurd things like that I'll say about the Beatles as a joke just to like get a rise out of people mm-hmm. just be like oh yeah they're a piece of trash you know band mm-hmm. they, they're clearly not but you know I have the do you love the Beatles? no okay <laughs> I could sneak one in <laughs> but like the reaction that reaction to that specific thing is just it's just a bunch of butthurt and it's so clear that it's just like we're upset that this movie didn't deliver on all of the expectations that we decided to put onto it. Yeah. Even though the trailer itself is telling us this isn't going to be what you're wanting it to be. And then you go in and you see it and you're like, fuck this. this." And you're, they're still moaning about it after like two years. And then this other movie comes out. That's barely watchable. It and it does everything that they expect it to do, and they're like, "Now that's a movie. That's how you make a movie." <laughs> but then, like this other thing, that is technically a it's it has story arc. It has like all it, it as far as like a movie. It's a it's it's definitely a better movie. And it's like, oh, well, it's unwatchable. It's like, really okay. What's your actual problem here? <laughs> I haven't so, even, I haven't seen the uh, the last star or the last or the rise of Skywalker. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's funny. I haven't seen it. It's it's hilarious. But again, you know my thoughts on Star Wars. I think right. I think they all kind of suck. Um, yeah. so or, this is the podcast about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> um, ha, what's the last thing that movie or television or that has that 
started great or at least good, got great and ended great and satisfying because um, I feel like most trilogies, most movie trilogies disappoint with the third one. Mm. Um a lot of TV shows don't end the way fans want them to end. The G- Game of Thrones was certainly that way for a lot of people, including me. I didn't really the the last I just season or, watching at some point. The last season or two really underwhelmed um, and was not satisfying. Because I'm trying to think of like you know, I mean, the Matrix, like the third one, people were kind of like confused by. Yeah, he's just Jesus. Back to the Future Three kind of sucked. Godfather Three. Godfather 3 is terrible. Terrible, but apparently. But Back to the Future gets close, I think. I think the middle one's the difficult one there. I was going to say Twin Peaks, but again, the middle season is difficult. Yeah. And the third season, half the half the fans hated it. Yeah. I happen to love it because I'm smarter than them. <laughs> <laughs> people say... People love Mad Men, but I I watched the two se- the first two seasons of Mad Men and I did not like it. And I'm smarter than most people, so I'm going to say that those people are dumb. I think Mad Men was in love with its, in love with its. Hey, look, this is the '50s, y'all. Yeah. Like, look what's look what's they're smoking and drinking during the day. What are they? What are they not? It's the '50s. I feel like it started out as like a that's just kind of the backdrop of the show, and then I've never seen a single episode, but my perception of it from the outside is that um, it started out as like a, well, this is just when the show is set and we're just going to kind of play with it to it being like, Hey, look at this. Yeah. But I don't know. No, it's, it, it did that for way too long. Okay. It, you, at a certain point, you got to do something interesting. Um, I don't know. Breaking bad, but breaking bad was consistently good. I, think. I, that was another one where I'm just now picking it back up. I watched the first season. I thought it was generic cookie cutter stuff but people say it gets like people people admit that and they say it gets better and so i just started season two. Oh, f- the first time around yeah first time around okay and so um it's fine so i'll, I'll keep watching it and I'm, i imagine it's going to get a lot better i know for me there was definitely a point where it was this sort of understanding of okay i know what the show actually is and i love it yeah yeah but i but yeah, it's so yeah. If if you have a uh, something that was consistently good and and more most importantly ended great, let us know on the Facebook group. We love Dan hates the Beatles. That's right. I think the tri- the movie trilogies are going to be hard to pull off because I didn't. The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, won the Oscar. I thought that was Mm-mm. was not deserving Mm-mm. at all. I thought Mm-mm. the first it's all one, about the second one. I thought the first one was the best. I thought the second one was okay with some really good battles, uh, battle scenes in there. And the third one was just fine. I actually didn't, I didn't connect to any of those movies for a really long time because it was just like, there's too many names that are similar. There's too much goddamn talking. Yeah. And like, like I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah, this is my first time playing D and D and it's definitely not there. Yeah. You know, until, I decided to take someone's advice and I took it a little too seriously. <coughs> Downloaded uh, and <clears throat> acquired the um the extended trilogy, so like 3 hours each one, yeah. you know. Got stoned to oblivion. <sighs> 
like past the point where I'm like, I think I see God, like past there. It was legal, medicinal, you know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all fine. Everything's mm-hmm. good. And I don't recommend that anybody do this, but it's fine. I watched, it's legal everywhere at this point. <laughs> I watched the entire thing. And I In one sitting? Loved it. Yes. Wow. I loved it. Where I was like cheering the mo- but again, I was stupid stoned. stoned. So, given that, I do enjoy Lord of the Rings in that very specific way and sure. state until I look out the window and realize that it's daytime and I'm going to be working. Yeah. <laughs> and I best get to sleep. <laughs> the backseat of my car <laughs> is the last song on Ram. Let's listen to it. This might be the sequel to Baby, You Can Drive My Car. Oh, Jesus, I hope it is. I was driving some lady's car. I don't know what this is. It's a song. This is, and that's an iPad. This is a song. It's a mic. There's a microphone in front of you. Sorry, this happens to Josh every once in a while. It doesn't know, well, usually happen. Well, what am I? You're, you're Josh. This is your apartment. What's a Josh? A Josh is a person who uh, does a lot of improv and podcasts. Okay. You got a new car? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And this is the backseat of my car. Yes. Okay. No, that's an iPad. Oh. Okay. But the song playing on is the, the backseat of my car. Right. Got it. Got it. I'm here. I'm back. Okay, good. Just busy riding, sitting in the backseat of my car. This is... This is McCartney trash. <laughs> Just, full, of, full on McTrashney. It's hard to believe that the same guy who, you know, wrote the Ramon song, which was great, you know, writes this, and it's just like... Yeah, but I bet that that song was totally a throwaway for him. Probably. Maybe Lennon wrote it. <laughs> Man, maybe he was just making fun of Lennon. Sorry, Paul. I know you're a listener of this podcast. We, we like Ramon. I think it's I think it's cute how concerned you are about him, like being upset by people not liking this album. I, I don't like I, I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Oh, it's fine. Just try. <laughs> I like Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel or Elton John? Oh, Billy Joel, definitely. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Joel or John? <laughs> Just dissecting both of those guys. I, I mean, I know Rocket Man and I know Piano Man. <laughs> two, well, they're, two men. They're the same. It's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's true. It's the same guy. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. At different points in his life. It's like the game I play where every Patrick Swayze movie, he's playing the same character. <laughs> I've always dreamed that, and maybe this will happen, because I'm sure I'm not the only one who's thought of this, of like, having a movie come out, and it's like, just a, a just like um, 
A Marriage Story. Have mm-hmm. you heard of A Marriage Story on Netflix? I've heard of it. Adam Driver, Scar Joe, and it's just like this yeah. grounded, ground down to earth drama. Uh-huh. And that's and people just are like, okay, this is it. And then at the end of it, it's like, wait, no, this is <gasps> this is a Batman prequel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it, it, you disguise a movie as just like. <laughs> A movie, yeah, a serious drama, yeah, and then at the end, it's revealed that this this is like a, a backstory for like you know Lex Luthor or like Bruce fantastic. Wayne, right? And like, <laughs> or like having multiple movies like this where they're all in the same universe, but you can never ever tell until, until you actually watch the movie. So you probably could actually watch the Marriage Story with the thing that in mind. mind. That this guy's gonna trigger. He's gonna just figure out that he's Kylo Ren. Yeah, and then. And she's gonna become a spy or whatever. Yeah, Black Widow. The song's still going, right? I'm gonna fade out on this. I'm just gonna give it a hard stop because yeah, the song sucks. Deserves it. Um, the Avengers Endgame, not that good. Avengers really? Infinity War, really good. The Avengers Endgame. When the action starts is great, but, but they're they should they they're supposed to be taken as a whole. Let's be fair. Infinity War and Endgame they're 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 two parts. Of the whole part of everybody being sad that everybody's gone yeah. is like a waste of forty five minutes. Like it's 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 not compelled because this is a Marvel's crossover movie, and like you're not going to pull off sad drama with like. Robert Downey Jr. in his Iron Man costume, even though he's like a really good actor, but it's just like get to the good part, man. Like, and I, I thought, I thought Infinity War had a lot of great action and also some drama in, in there. When like, you know, when Thanos is like having to sacrifice what's her ass, and like Chris Evans is getting mad <laughs> at yeah Gamora, and like Chris Evans later finds out that Gamora dies, and like they're about to get the glove off of Thanos, and then like he pits him, and it, it, there's some like great drama in the midst of the action that that was great. But I thought because I recently watched both the last couple of weeks, yeah, um, uh, because uh, Courtney's little brother was here, and so we watched Infinity War. And then I was like, well, now I want to finish it. So I watched, um, I signed into your Disney Plus account, actually, and I watched nice. um, Endgame. And I was just like, yeah, there's there's too much, like, sad adventures walking around moping for, like, 45 minutes before they actually, like, start to get, before they, you know, do the whole time heist thing. Maybe, maybe, did you see those movies, like, when they came out? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, maybe you have, maybe you had to experience it in real time, but maybe not. I th- it was very effective. Different strokes for different folks, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this I, case, I'm right. Though. I <laughs> I actually there was a part of me that like when I walked out of Infinity War, meaning that the movie had finished and we were all walking out as a group. I wasn't like yeah. fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, there was a significant part of me that was like, I know there's going to be a sequel, and I know everybody's going to come back. But how fucking awesome would it be if this is just how yeah. the Marvel movies end? That'd be, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be. I would have a respect for Disney slash Marvel. What was was Marvel owned by Disney back yeah. then? Yeah. yeah. That that would be. Yeah. I mean that's respect. that's the power move is to just go out just go out Seinfeld style just yeah. to be like 
we're not going to top this. Everyone's dead. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, when you consider how bold of a move it is, even though, of course, they're going to have a ending, but how bold it is for Disney, technically a Disney movie, to end like that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of bold, even in 20, whatever right. it was, 2016. I mean, they're, they're still studio movies. They're still predictable. They're still all the things that they are. But they are, I I think they're really well done. Yeah. This is a podcast where we talk about the Beatles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think you love the Beatles still. Um, no. So we, we went through John and Paul's album. And um, honestly, we got, for me, I got Ram on and I got what was it? Way, 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 or, or well, well, well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think I'm, I think, I think I'm there with both of those. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. So no Ringo today, except he was on drums. Um, looking ahead, we have Imagine by Lennon, mm-hmm. Wildlife let's by not, McCartney. Let's, let's not do that. One. Just skip over let's it. Just, that's, that's a bold a, move. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in New York City. From Lennon, uh, Red Rose, Red Rose Speedway, Living in the Material World, Mind Games, Band on the Run, Well, Walls and Bridges, and then finally, Goodnight Vienna from Ringo Starr. Uh, we'll see where we go. There's a lot of solo. There's shit. a lot. There's so much. Um, all right, that's that's all for today, kids. <laughs> you have any closing statements you want to make? I don't know how we're gonna make it through. I I, I know. There's we might not. some amount of I know there's some amount of enthusiasm for us to do like every single one of these. I was kind of in that camp for a while, and I know you definitely weren't, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm coming close. <laughs> yeah. I think we might need to start vote I think voting off the island might need to happen at some point yeah. in the future. Yes. Um But then again, at the same time I I'm picturing what this podcast becomes if we actually do just trudge through all of them. <laughs> and I kind of want to hear that pod. I don't want to make that podcast. I definitely want to hear it, though. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> to be continued. All right. We love you. Yes. Love you. Love you. Bye. Say bye, Mrs. Harrison. Say bye, weird lady who's close to her. I think I'm going to also... Would you like some pie? I still want the pie, yes. Weirdly sexual lady. (laughs) We'll see what happens with you. All right, bye.